everyone. The intro Welcome back. <laughs> I've got someone talking through me. I hear a bit Welcome of an echo there, Jay. The fire. Uh, this is Justin and those other two talking here. We're Thomas and Peter. All three of us are hosts of this podcast. And we're back for episode 69 today. Uh, I thought it was episode 70, but it is not. That will be next week. Okay. But how are you two doing? <laughs> nice observation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing well. It's good to be back. It's been, um, I think summer is usually the time where we're most kind of all over the place. That's what it seems like. Ironically. Um, but it's nice to be back. It's been, it's been a couple weeks and I'm excited. Um, I'm burning up for burning in the fire. I am just, just so happy to be back. I am. And I'm really excited. It's, it has been, it's been too long. Um, we just had one thing after another whenever we're trying to record. Uh, but I got my wisdom teeth out, so you know I probably won't give as good. Like I probably won't. That's what I was thinking this week. Uh, uh, I I have lost my wisdom. (laughs) By the grace of God, may He restore it. (laughs) Not the wisdom teeth, but the wisdom. Yes. He restores you don't the, want teeth. the teeth restored. Oh yes, no. <laughs> I don't want to go through that again. <laughs> Give me the wisdom without the teeth. Yes, I don't. I don't need those teeth, but I do need the wisdom. Well, I think you'll be just as wise. Uh, so we're looking forward to hearing from you. Although we'll find out. Um, but for all you listeners, yes, welcome back and. We'll get back to our weekly schedule soon, but yeah, we've been traveling, having oral surgery, you know, all that fun stuff. So um, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the and first Thomas, time we could get together in a bit. <laughs> if Thomas is deplete of wisdom today, you can always just cut out anything that he says <laughs> from this episode. <laughs> uh, the power of editing. <laughs> I, think, I highly doubt that we will do that, but um, <laughs> if you don't hear Thomas the rest of the way through. We know how the surgery has impacted him. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, with that, we'll get on to what we've got today. So uh, I guess in our last podcast, episode 68, called The First Act, <laughs> we, well, we left off uh, wondering, now what? If you remember the Finding Nemo reference from that episode, in regards to Good Jesus one. leaving and the Holy Spirit being sent to his followers. So we talked about Acts 1, talked about the Spirit kind of coming and uh, not taking Jesus' place, but Jesus, you know, departed up to heaven and he gifted us with the spirit who now intercedes and does all this cool stuff for us, which we're going to talk about some today. Uh, So, I mean, really, when we accept Jesus as Jesus' sacrifice, we receive the Holy Spirit as a gift. So the question was, what happens next? And how can we see proof of the spirit in our lives? Um, that's what we're going to get into today. Today is kind of a continuation of what we talked about last week. And Paul answers this question for us actually probably a lot in his writings, but mm-hmm. perhaps none more clear, nowhere more clearly than in Galatians chapter five, where he talks about the fruits of the spirit. So we will read today Galatians five verses 13 through 26. And if we have time, we'll get on to some other passages involving the Holy Spirit. I also want to give a shout out to an old episode of ours, episode 36, titled Galatians Station, which we did about a year ago, August 2021. Uh, wow. So 
Run I don't have down. an exact date. The stars for you are on aligned, Karen. Not the Galatian station. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but this one will be zero, zeroing in specifically on the fruits of the spirit in Galatians. Um, so, I was if we recorded this last week, there was a chance I wasn't going to have Thomas read because he had just had his wisdom teeth taken out. But now, since they are out and he is obviously able to speak, <laughs> Thomas, I am going to have you read Galatians five. Verses 13 through 26. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All of them? <laughs> Thomas has a lot of words to catch up on that he was not able to say the past week. So here's your chance. <laughs> 5, 13 through 26. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out, for, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. But I say, walk in the spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other. To keep you from doing the things you want to do, these are opposed to each other. To keep you from doing the things you don't want, you want, you want to do. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but if you are led by the Spirit and you are not under the law, are evident: sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissension divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let also let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become like concited, provoking one another, envying one another. The Thank word you very Lord. much. You are welcome. That is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Yes, Thanks sir. Be to God. Uh, so yeah, that's what we're talking about today. Those verses right there. If you're listening and you're not driving, take a minute, read them again. Or rewind a couple minutes and listen to it again. <laughs> they have the uh, like rewind 15 seconds button now. Um, yeah. I guess they've had that for a while, but that's useful. Um, yeah. Did you hear me read it twice? That's fun. <laughs> uh, so, so I was thinking as we go through this, we kind of take it section by section take a few verses at a time and talk about what we're drawing away from it. Um, and, you know, of course, if you want to jump over to other verses, as we discuss, that's always welcome. But uh, the first little chunk of verses here, I thought was verses 13 through 15, the kind of an introductory portion to what we're talking about. So, um, but a lot of good stuff packed in here. What do you guys uh, see in these verses that is worth pointing out? I'd like just uh, we'll start with the first line here. Um, for you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh. Um, I like that phrase, an opportunity for the flesh, because 
many idolize or view freedom in the world today as you know opportunity for the flesh indulging in you know excess um, materialism sexual immorality you know the do what makes you happy or feels good mentality which i think is very rampant in the world today which i know we'll get into more detail later because that explicitly explicitly shouts out some of those desires of the flesh um but i think you know here paul confronts that and pretty much says that that is not true freedom um i think you know true freedom as god establishes us um establishes for us is through jesus christ and a great um a great gift of being saved by grace through faith is freedom and i think there's a couple forms that that freedom takes um one freedom from the law and then freedom from the eternal weight of sin but also i think um something i i was listening to a interview between tim keller and john piper <laughs> last week um, quite an interview yes i know wow <laughs> these are the my two <laughs> sources i go to the most for um biblical matters <laughs> and they were talking about freedom in general um and like the idea of how works and faith fits into that. Um, and Tim Keller said something that, you know, if we are saved by works or by the law, there's a limit to what God could ask for us, like paying our taxes when they're due. Like once we check that off the box, once we pay those taxes, then God doesn't require any more of us. If that were the case, that's obviously not. Um, and under grace and freedom from the law, there's really, we're really freed from meeting a, a threshold. And there's, therefore no limit for us to do so i think that's a, a new view of freedom that we can have as christians um, not under law not under the weight of sin and also not in sin as much of the world finds it today yeah i like that a lot one question i had obviously we talk about liberty here and i think you just did a good job of answering it actually was um kind of how does this approach what paul writes here how does it differ you know from what Paul is saying versus what we see in the world today and how freedom is described. Um, and for me, I thought about answering that question myself. You know, I think when you look at the worldly sense of what freedom or liberty is, I think people see it as an end goal. Um, and maybe, maybe especially so in, in our country here in America, in the United States, because, you know, I think people would say like the number one, uh, hallmark of the United States is liberty, liberty for all, you know, freedom. Uh, and that's what the United States fought for so many years ago and continues to fight for. I think that's most people's idealistic version of liberty. And so the end goal for most people is to be free and to live their lives with liberty. And I think people look at that as the goal. But I think how Paul writes about it is you use that freedom or liberty not as a goal, but as like... Um, uh, what's the word? I'm like a conduit or a, a bridge to get to where you want to go. Uh, so not it's not the goal. It's not where you want to go, but it's what you want to use to get to where you want to go. Um, so with freedom, which is a gift given to us, we are able to more fully live out our faith in Christ and share that faith and you know show the world that. Um, so I think freedom is not necessarily the end goal for us, but it is just how we get to the end goal. Mm. I like that. That's interesting. Um, 
I kind of approach freedom a little bit differently. I think also specifically like maybe looking at, at the beginning of like Galatians five a little bit too. Um, or where it's like for freedom, Christ has set us free, stand firm therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery kind of talking about how like we were slaves to the flesh and Christ has set us free from our flesh um, in that way. And so it's, I, I kind of approach 13 and, it, and I feel like when he says only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but to love and serve one another, I almost see that as like a free from your sin in Christ. Like don't like use that to go back and sin more. Uh, mm-hmm. and so like uh, it's, it's like you you have been given like freedom it's like almost as a new foundation and so like you can use that freedom to glorify god now now that you've been set free from your flesh you can now use the spirit and not necessarily use the spirit but like like and then like turn away from your flesh through the power of christ and and, and god um, which, and I, like, also like a very interesting distinction between like biblical freedom versus like how we see, I can see would be, uh, freedom today is like getting able to choose whatever you want to do and being able to do whatever that you want to do. And it's, it's very, it's kind of a selfish idea. Freedom in Christ is like, you're now able to choose what God wants you to do. And so, like, you're able to, to choose what, it, what is better, greater, and, more, like, righteous in the world. And, you're, and you're, you've been set free from, like, the selfish freedom. And you've been given a selfless freedom to glorify God. Uh, yeah. Which is, yeah, so, like, what do you guys? I like that. It's the way in which you use that freedom, which is important. I think that hits on a big point. Actually, when you were talking there, it made me. Um, I was trying to think of analogies and a classic analogy came up, but freedom is kind of like the force, you know, it's a gift. Some people uh, in the star Wars universe, not everyone is forced to be able to use it. Um, and I guess in our world, it's the same thing, but in our world, everyone can become that. So it's a little different than, you know, in star Wars, I don't think everyone can become force sensitive. So there are some, uh, dissimilarities with this analogy but i think it ends and like once you, you've been given the gift once you have the gift it's up to you to decide how to use it and um but i also think the way you were talking about it like the jedi code some people might look at that and think that's restrictive it's it's not free you're stuck <laughs> i sound like anakin um, but then some people might look at it and see it as you know it opens the door you get your in tune with the universe now you can you know once you are once you are able to use and understand the force you're in, in tune with the universe there and you can use it for good and maybe that's the idea of freedom that we should be striving for mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i like that to add on or to add another analogy to the mix um bring something up from les mis um <laughs> so jean valjean he gets caught stealing silver from the bishop as the bishop gives him like a place to stay um, for the night. And then Jean Valjean kind of falls back into his old ways, um, taking things that like he needs, um, but stealing them, doing them in the wrong way. 
And the bishop then, um, when the authorities catch him, um, says that he gave that the bishop gave him the candlesticks and the silver instead of, um, you know, saying that Jean Valjean had stolen them. I think Jean Valjean then sees the great love and grace that um, this bishop gives him, and and then that that's sort of a pivotal paradigm shifting moment for Jean Valjean. He's been shown this freedom um, and given this freedom um, and this powerful love he's been shown. Um, and I think, you know, that's, it would be foolish for him then to go back and fall back into such sins or such um, wrong deeds. And, you know, I think when we look at what Christ does in our lives and we're saved, we're freed from the bondage of sin um, and our, all our past sins have been forgiven. It would be foolish to then, once we accept that grace to fall back into, um, fall back into that, to use that liberty as an opportunity for the flesh. But through that freedom, we can go out and love and serve one another. Um, and so I think like, yeah, that freedom allows us, enables us to, empowers us to, to grow in the spirit and grow these fruits of the spirit that we can then use to, to love one another. Mm. Yeah. I really like, the Jean Valjean and the force. I'm a big Star Wars nut, but yeah, it's like he's, he was given the freedom and he became an honest man. And just like we are given freedom and we should be come like Christ ideally. Yeah. Um, so we'll move along to maybe a little more in this chapter on what it looks like to live like Christ. And I think it starts with verse 14. Um, which reads, for all the laws fulfilled in one word, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And I think it sort of gives it away with all the laws fulfilled in one word. But this is, feels like, you know, it's a very basic, but a very one sentence summary of <laughs> what it means to follow Christ and kind of the entire Bible right here is, you know, this is a lesson that you want to learn from it. If there's one big takeaway on how to live your life. Um, so I think it's a good verse to orient things around. Yeah, and it, yeah. yeah, it's very yeah, much self too. You know, it's putting others. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was also like thinking. Like I, um, at first, it says um, for all the laws. Like or my first thought, I should say, is when I read. Um, for all the laws fulfilled in one word, even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I also thought, well, it also says you should um, love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and then also love your neighbor as yourself. You've also heard that said. But I think, um, like, that's not necessarily missing from this verse, because I think in order to love your neighbor as yourself, you need to have already loved God with all, you need to be loving God with all your heart, mind, and soul. And then through that, you know, I think, well, I think the spirit um, helps, like when we have access to the spirit, then we know the love of God, and then we can love God with all our heart and soul. And then from there, the spirit works in us to love one another. And I think there's a tremendous link between that. Um, but it requires to love one another itself. It requires a level of love that we cannot naturally obtain on our own. Like we need to love God with all our heart, soul, and mind. And we need to understand what God's love truly means in order to um, fulfill this, this command. 
in order to see how the laws are fulfilled and this command to love your neighbor as yourself. Um, yeah. And analogies like the natural world, animals, where it's really only about survival um, and like fending for yourself. There's not, like, yeah, technically you can see like a mother loving her cub and things like that. Um, but that's mostly just to protect them and keep them alive and for the for that bond between the mother and the cub um for to allow the cub to latch onto the mother and be protected by her but that's really only to the extent of survival and procreation and that's kind of the point of animals humans um we would be the same if i think you know if there is no god <laughs> um well we wouldn't be here if there's no god but um <laughs> and neither would the animals <laughs> but um i guess what i'm trying to say is that like it takes something beyond just that natural like survival purpose or reproductive purpose of animals that we have access to as humans, which is God's love. And it doesn't come from our own, our own natural innate, whatever genetics or whatever. It comes from the Holy spirit through Christ from God. Um, and that's what compels us to truly love one another. Like animals can't, I guess. Um, yeah, I thought that was a cool reference. Kind of, kind of a tangent, but um, I like it. Mm-hmm. A good illustration, I think, of the verse. Um, so we'll move on to kind of the next section here. So the first fifteen talks about biting and devouring one another and being consumed <laughs> by one another, which I think sets up sets up a contrast that we're about to see for the rest of these verses here. Um, verses sixteen through eighteen. Um, you know, it says, I say, then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. So here we have kind of this direct contrast coming into play. And this is something that is true from the very beginning of the Bible. I, I mean, I, I know um, in the Garden of Eden, all is good, but then all of a sudden there's evil and God simply cannot coexist in the presence of evil and in the presence of sin. And that's what we see here. The, the flesh and the spirit simply cannot exist in the same place at the same time. Um, so in, within the same body, within our own hearts and our minds, they both cannot be there together. So it's simply one or the other. And that's kind of where that freedom comes in. It's us to, uh, up to us to choose that path, I think. So it puts us back, puts the focus back on, our decision and how we are going to live our lives. Yeah. I was just reading um, Jeremiah and towards the end there, like the few survivors of the exile, like go to Jeremiah and they're like, Jeremiah, what are we going to do? Like just inquired the Lord for us and we'll do whatever the Lord says. And the Lord says, just stay here and you'll be fine. And then they're like, we're going to go to Egypt. <laughs> and the Lord's like, if you go to Egypt, you're going to die. And they're like, we're going to Egypt. And yeah, it's, it's it just shows kind of like, even when like God is like, do this and you'll survive. Like even then, like the flesh and disobedience and just like want to stay because they were afraid of like Babylon coming again. And so they fled to Egypt, which is completely normal. I said, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save you if you stay. 
and they didn't listen. But they had the freedom to choose, and they chose their flesh, which is interesting. But yeah, kind of a little detour about choice there. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I think verse verse sixteen um, in in what you're talking about there in choice, Thomas, it kind of gets us on that path. So. I say then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So this is kind of a command, but um, I think this, to me, this is saying that we kind of have to actively choose to listen, to follow, to trust, obey the spirit. Cause I mean, the verb walk here, walk in the spirit, that's an affirmative. I mean, unless you want to walk somewhere, you're not going to walk somewhere. That's right. <laughs> Unless I want to go walk down the street, I'm not going to walk down the street. I have to be the one to move my legs and walk along. And so that's an affirmative choice that we have to make then to walk in the spirit. And the spirit is there, yes, to guide us. And, you know, as long as we trust the spirit and, you know, this is what we kind of talked about in the last episode a couple of weeks ago is that, you know, we have to be able to, to trust that the spirit is there. The spirit is with us. The spirit has come. It's a gift given to us. And it's on us then to take that gift and walk with it and to go forward with it. And I think that's kind of what we're getting at here. And this is, you know, the, the few verses before this set up the idea we have liberty now, um, liberty to choose how we're going to live our lives. And now the choice has to come and it's on us to walk in the spirit. Because if we don't walk in the spirit, then the flesh is going to be there and the two cannot go together. Mm. Oil and water. Yeah. Immiscible. Um, I think, yeah, I like that you mentioned that, that um, Jeremiah reference, Thomas. Um, and because I think that connects to what, yeah, exactly what you said, Justin. It's a, it's a choice, walk in the spirit or to walk in the flesh. Like when you walk, um, yeah, it's an affirmative action that requires something of you. It also requires something of you to walk in a direction like wherever you're walking you're going somewhere um and i think um like we need to have to walk in the spirit is a great action word and i think you know that means to have faith like we need to have faith that um that god will that the spirit will do these things in us and that these things are better than what the flesh will provide and you have faith and trust in that and to not want the things of the flesh to want the things that the spirit more so and that requires an affirmative action of us and once we have that faith then you know then the spirit does these tremendous works in us um as as we're about to see and contrary to what um we're left with if we only um fulfill you know the desires of our flesh or only walk in the direction of the flesh i like that i like the um like that with like alongside like the steps of faith in our own lives too um, and how kind of like just characterizing like this spiritual walk as an actual walk uh, it kind of makes me think of like walking is is pretty easy unless you do it for a long time <laughs> and then then you start getting really tired and then it it's starts true. to be easy to quit um, and you know, like the longer you go, the harder it gets. And, but like, you know, but also like you have to push yourself to get stronger and you have to, you have to, your, te- your faith will be tested. Um, 
and you're not walking alone. That's for sure. But, you know, it, I don't necessarily think that faith and the walk and like our walks in faith get easier as we get older and as we walk more, but it's, you know, the, the fatigue can set in and it's just, it's important to know that like you're, you're never alone. Jesus is always there walking beside you and that he's never going to hold a pace that you can't also walk. Um, I kind of like that picture. I like that a lot. And I mean, verse 18 specifically says, if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. You know, the spirit leads. Um, It's on us to follow. It's Mm -hmm. like you're not following the yellow brick road. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Indeed. Yeah. And I think I also like the, the second part of that. If you are not under the law, like that makes it seem like the law is oppressive and weighs us down. So I think you know, when you walk in the flesh, you have the consequences of sinful desires um, and those actions of sin. And then you also have the oppressiveness of just the law if there weren't the spirit with us. Um, and that's like double punishment, I guess. <laughs> um, but with the spirit, we're like elevated above that. We're not under it, we're above it. And I think, you know, that's on this walk. You know, it may, we may get tired. There will be tough times. Um, but the spirit is leading us. And I think it's also a, a cool image to think you know, that he's, he's lifting us up and sustaining us rather than um, as we were if, um, the, if Christ didn't come down and save us and we didn't have access to the spirit and we'd still be under the law, uh, but we're being lifted up and sustained and led and supported um, when we walk in the spirit. Yeah. And I think it is important to note that like the law still applies, you know, like it's not like we're, above the law in that sense but above yeah, the law yeah. i think I in terms of like were above in terms of like ultimate punishment of the law you know um mm-hmm. because we're freed the spirit is with us that spirit will now intercede for us in the case that we do <laughs> step over the bounds of the law <laughs> which will happen um and in that case we you know we no longer have to worry about what you were saying like the oppression of the law we don't have to worry about that oppression and punishment anymore because that's been taken care of on behalf of us by jesus mm-hmm. yeah yeah but yeah, still follow true. the I law should, <laughs> i shouldn't say we're above the law because that obviously contradicts with what we read earlier like do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh or to just mm-hmm. ignore the law um, because yeah. it does have yeah, it does have a great purpose for us. Paul means the Mosaic law. <laughs> <laughs> we will not be judged by it, but we will yes. be judged by the Spirit. Exactly. Well said. Yes. Mm-hmm. I like that. And uh, let's get on to verses 19 through 21, which is a whole list of stuff. <laughs> not so good stuff. I think this list kind of speaks for itself. Um, but I, I was going to ask, you know, what stands out and, you know, maybe what do we fall victim to most often, or maybe what do we see the world fall victim to most often, um, and what has been seen throughout history. And I mean, all of these obviously have been seen throughout history, but I know some that stuck to me, idolatry, uh, selfish ambitions. I think, you know, idolatry and selfish, selfishness are kind of the root of all of it, um, when we're selfish, we act for ourselves. We act on our own best interests. Don't 
love others, don't think about others, don't consider God's plan in all of it. It's just all about you. And then idolatry, you're just putting stuff above God. Those kind of go hand in hand. Um, you can put yourself above God. You can be your own idol. Uh, and I think those those two really are just glaringly obvious to me. But, I, you know, obviously all of these are prevalent in society. Mm-hmm. I think the one that sticks out to me the most is, well, the first one, sexual immorality, just because of just seeing like where our culture is going and just, yeah, (laughs) it's just very evident and it's very accepted as well. Yeah. Uh, Accepted. Yes. Yeah. Accepted is a good word for it. I think, yeah. When you talk about like a cultural thing, um, watch any TV show or, watch any news anything on things on social media like it really like sexual immorality is yeah so prevalent there um and i think that's something that's accepted unlike unlike maybe the other ones some of these other ones i think are it's yeah hatred contentions jealousies outbursts of wrath self-ambitions dissensions um i think those are like some of the most universal ones um like we all we all stumble in you know hatred contentions jealousies outbursts of wrath, self-ambition, extensions. And you see that all over the place, too. I think we kind of know that how bad those are. I think some of the world accepts other things more easily. Some of the other things, like adultery, um, fornication, drunkenness, revelries, and the likes. Um, yeah, and obviously, you know, person by person, each of us will have different battles with certain things. Um, but I do think that sequence in the middle there hatred contention jealousy outbursts of wrath self ambition extensions is something i think we can all relate to um mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i mean you look at these and you know i think to your point peter we all struggle with them and you can even look at people we see in the bible who struggle with these very issues um obviously yeah, you could probably go one by one and we could take a whole podcast to talk about uh biblical figures who struggle with these things adultery you have king david you have uh um outbursts of wrath like uh peter not you peter but <laughs> i mean maybe you peter <laughs> <laughs> at times peter, maybe you know like you can point out specific things so and obviously those people are people who we're going to see in heaven someday so um those are examples i think of being people who are not under the law who yes still fall victim to these things but are ultimately forgiven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah, such a great point. Um, everyone pretty much short of Jesus, <laughs> every human pretty much short <laughs> of Jesus, you can point to, um, especially like characters that get a lot of attention in the Bible, who have written books in the Bible. You can point to at least one of these, one of these sins as their flaws. But that's humanity. We are imperfect people. Um, pursuing a perfect God and they're forgiven of these things because ultimately they are walking in the spirit. They have the faith in which you can see ultimately the spirit grow these tremendous um, fruits in them that we're about to talk about um, because of their faith and because they love God so much and because ultimately they love their neighbor uh, as well. Yeah. I say we get on to the fruits. Verses 22 through 26 mention the fruits of the Spirit. And this is kind of, you know, we talked about the coming of the Spirit next week. The What next step is where we are today. So 
we talked about walking with the spirit. You know, we have the choice to do that. We want to affirmatively walk. And if we do that, then this is what will shine out of us. These, uh, what, eight, nine, six, seven, eight, nine, nine things um, will be the things that people see. You know, it's kind of, it would be kind of a weird looking tree, but um, <laughs> <laughs> a whole bunch of different fruits on it. Um, but this is this is the part of the chapter that we want to see. So I signed up kind of the same question, you know, what stands out among the fruits of the spirit and um, maybe how these contrast with the section above in verses 19 through 21. Cause I do think that I, Paul writes very intently and with a purpose. So he put these two lists back to back for a very specific reason, I think. And cause I think it really builds that contrast out. Yeah, it is a tremendous contrast, a 180, if you will. Um, and I mean, I, I was just reading them. I'm like, oh, I really like this one. I'm going to talk about this one. It's like, yeah, I'll talk about this one too. Um, but really all of them, like you can say a lot about. Um, I like the first three, love, joy, peace. Um, you know, I think joy and peace, those are things that we, uh, we know we have such access to in God and, and in the spirit and because of Christ in our lives, because of that love um, that he has shown us, we have, you know, joy and peace that surpasses understanding. And that is like um, not changed by circumstance because that transcends circumstance. So I think like, joy and peace are great. I also love, I also love self-control. Um, it's, it's knowing like, I think that comes down to like knowing where your treasures are knowing what you value is um, like the eternal, the eternal path, the eternal rewards of living a Christian life. And I think that takes um, foresight and like being able to see down the road um, and value that more than your current desires of the flesh that we have. And which, you know, we still, as you mentioned, like we still stumble and fall towards, but I think, you know, when you walk in the spirit, you, you just love and anticipate so much that you know delayed gratification that we'll get one day and the benefits of not falling victim to the the near-term desires that that try to control us um and so i think you know self-control has a tremendous place in our lives in helping helping us walk in the spirit and choose that direction in which we walk yeah certainly mm. good word yeah, I like the fruits of the spirit. <laughs> They're good stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just good things I find for me um, to think about on an almost daily basis. Like you know, one thing to do is maybe pick one per day and try to live out your life in that way. But also, you can look through the list and find some of the things that you excel at and that really clearly show in your life, and also some that don't, and try to focus on the ones that don't. But also, if you just think about these every day, you know, as you're going about life and, you know, remind yourself every once in a while, just list them out in your head, you're going to kind of be in that mindset to be following along and trying to show these more often. And that's never a bad thing. Um, I did. I want to run through my little list that I put together of matching up the fruits of the spirit <laughs> to actual fruits. I thought it was a pretty good list, but I'm open to suggestions. Um, I I thought love was a strawberry. It's sweet. 
it's uh, red. <laughs> it kind of looks like a heart. <laughs> That's an easy one. <laughs> I thought it made sense to make it a strawberry. People yeah. like strawberries. Um, they seem to symbolize that kind of all-encompassing thing with fruits. I thought joy was a pineapple. It's an exciting fruit. <laughs> kind of tasty. Uh, it's got I a would, little pizzazz I would to push it. back. Oh. There's, there's, there's like a like a, sometimes you can get a, a sour pineapple you know <laughs> you yeah my, my problem with pineapple is that whenever i eat it 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 morphs or like deep um or like changes the taste changes of the taste other of food. other foods <laughs> okay okay so well, a, maybe it's not so for you. A, i have a bit of a problem with pineapple there also. <laughs> My suggestion um, would be a mango for joy. I could see that. I like a mango. It's a juicy fruit. Again, yeah, it's, it's yeah. fun. It's unique. It's fun. It's out there. Peace, I thought, was a pear. I thought that made a lot of sense. Pears I seem so. to be peaceful fruits. Mm -hmm. I like the alliteration. Yep. Patience, I, I labeled There's... a banana. Because sometimes you need a lot of patience to get the peel off of it. And yellow is kind of, I thought, a patient color. Caution, wait. Be patient. Okay. Okay. I like Kindness that. seemed like an orange. It's a nice, um, round, very good-looking fruit. It's a good color. Seems very kind. You could swap banana and orange. Okay. I feel like Patience I have more trouble getting an orange peel off than a banana. <laughs> I guess maybe that is true. <laughs> but you know, both are good, and I like both. Goodness I gave to grape. Um, seems like a fine fruit, which is good. Yeah. <laughs> frozen grapes. Shout out to frozen grapes. Uh, I like they're it. Especially good. <laughs> and there are two, you know, there are a couple kinds of grapes, so you can pick which one you like and it'll be good for you. Yeah, that's uh, true. Faithfulness, watermelon. <laughs> okay okay you want to explain <laughs> no i do not <laughs> i thought gentleness as a peach made a lot of sense as peach seems so. like a very gentle fruit and i thought of yep. kung fu panda when he's talking about when master uguay is talking about a peach tree uh, yeah yeah <laughs> and then self-control i gave to an apple i had to get apple in there somewhere um <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think like when you're out like apple picking it takes mm. an immense amount of self-control to not eat the apples yeah yeah or if you're going back to the garden of eden um mm. i think there's some symbolic ties in there um adam yes oh. you did not have the self-control to um to not eat of the the bad apple so to speak <laughs> that's exactly what i was thinking when i gave apple the self-control <laughs> yeah although so, it's also it's also apples can be red and in the shape of a heart also so that is true i thought that would have been maybe. like too obvious though so i didn't want to go love to apple you know it's like apple's the first fruit you think of so i wanted to be a little bit unique here yeah I like strawberry works. yeah strawberry made sense Justin, did you ever consider avocado in any of these? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> and I did not consider a tomato uh, or any other weird thing that shouldn't be a fruit, but is a fruit. <laughs> Fair enough. 
I think orange for kindness is actually better. I've thought about it because I'm more apt to share an orange. Ah. You know? I like that. It's also very symmetrical fruit, you know? So it just seems kind when you look at it. It draws you in. Aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. And I don't know, the watermelon faithfulness, I, I had some reasoning for pairing those two together, but. Well, you know, they're going to be there every summer and you got to have know, them in the summer. They're very reliable fruits for the, for the summer months. And even though they all look a little bit different, you know that it's going to be a good tasting fruit, no matter what. True. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> Well, that's all I've got for today. So uh, we can leave time for some comments here. We're not going to get to the other uh, pieces of scripture that I had on here. I did not think we would, but um, if you're listening, I would suggest going and reading Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 13, which is kind of the coming of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, the Pentecost gathering uh, that we'll pick up right where we left off Good out of last episode of Acts 1. And then there was just another couple verses, Luke 12, 8 through 12, that I was looking at where Jesus is talking about um, kind of in times of trouble, the Spirit giving us the words to speak that we will need. So kind of a dependence on the Holy Spirit as well. So again, if you're listening, it's Acts 2, 1 through 13, Luke 12, 8 through 12. Feel free to go read those if you want to see the Holy Spirit in action. Um, But I thought the fruits of the Spirit was kind of a good way to look at that too because that is the holy spirit in action these fruits yeah mm-hmm. there you go all right it's the spirit eat up yeah eat your fruits and they will <laughs> i'm gonna grow to be big and strong they will well, okay. come out of you and <laughs> <laughs> they will shine through they will nourish you um <laughs> And they will nourish others. Abide in the vine of Christ and grow the fruit of watermelon. Fruit of faithfulness. Oh. (laughs) Watermelon is. Yeah. I was hoping people would would connect the dots. You did. So good for you. (laughs) Well, luckily, I do have it written out here so I can easily reference it. Um, I'm glad, Justin, I'm glad you chose this. Uh, episode for the summer because like when fruits are the most ripe yeah um and yeah i wanted to connect this back i wanted to connect this back into that verse but if you are led by the spirit you are not under the law and i wanted to um further discuss my point um when i said like yeah it's not like the spirit kind of elevates over the law but that doesn't mean we're above the law and i think you you because you focus I think that's a reason I say that is because you see these fruits, you listen to them all being named off strawberries, pineapples, pears, bananas, orange grapes, watermelons, peach apples. And it's the summer and you're probably having really good fruit, the best time to have fruit because everything's so ripe. And you just focused on how, how sweet and succulent and fresh these fruits are. Um, that like that's, that's the focus and not like performing or being burdened by the law or just checking off boxes like we see the tremendous things that the spirit can do inside of you um as you follow god and you see how fresh fresh and sweet that all is and how delicious it tastes and you shouldn't want the desires of the flesh anymore and when you 
yeah, when you walk in the spirit, these roots grow and they ripen. And, um, and yeah, I guess those like that literal love, joy, peace, all of those things um, grow in you so that you, that you just like naturally obey the law when you grow these sweet things inside of you by the spirit. Yeah. You want the tasty fruit. Yeah. Indeed. All right. Well, uh, for those of you who have made it this far, I thank you for listening. We all do. And um, we're happy to have all our listeners here. I thought this was a fun episode. And thank you guys for your input on the fruits of the spirit today. Um, I will say a quick little prayer here. And then I'll have Peter tell us some information about how we can be reached. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) All right. Dear Lord, thank you for another great episode here. Thank you for the chance that we have to come together and talk about your word and have fun while doing it. And also hopefully provide some, uh, some good fun and some good lessons for our listeners as well. And pray for all of them and for us as well that we would get um, some, some good lessons out of this podcast and be able to move forward and continue to build our lives around you and continue to shall I let these shoot let these fruits shine through <laughs> us every uh every day of our lives in your name amen peter how can they get in touch with us if any listeners would like to reach out so if you don't know this already we have a couple ways you can reach us one is our instagram page at in the fire podcast we usually put up a post when an episode gets aired on spotify or wherever you listen um and sometimes we'll put stuff on a story, ask you questions. We'd love for you to interact, follow us, DM us, ask us questions, comment, anything that you have. If you have any recommendations for podcasts or questions on previous ones, you can reach out to us there. Or you can email us, three, the number three in the fire at gmail.com. That's again, the number three, the letters in the fire at gmail.com. You can also rate us uh, wherever you listen. I think most of the platforms you can rate us. If you want to give us five stars, go ahead and do that. If you don't want to give us five stars, we kindly suggest that you do not rate us at all and you just keep that to yourself. Um, yeah, that's about it. Oh, Justin, I wanted to ask you if there's any update on the uh, the jingle. Progress is being made. I was going to give an update at the start of the episode, but I forgot. Um, but yes, big things are coming down the pipe with our intro music <laughs> and our outro music. So. Get excited, all you listeners. One of these next episodes, we will have something cool going on. I can't wait. Good stuff. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you all again for listening. Thank you, Peter and Thomas, for talking with me again today. And we will talk to everyone when we are back with our next episode. Mm, Looking forward to it. I hope everyone has a great week ahead. Yeah. Until next week, we'll sign off. See you later. Bye.